0: Who wants to get funky tonight? Get your facts straight. Ask me if I can shit. <laughs> Sick and tired of your lying, and you turning a
1: little bit cheap. I'm gonna give you some of what baby you've been giving me. No, baby, it's gonna be tip-a-tat. Every time you hurt me, yeah, I'm gonna hurt you back. On my fire, the fire, on my fire, the fire, on my fire, the fire, 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 fire you're gonna watch you out, you're gonna get burned, burned, burned,
2: burned. I know you ain't gonna stop. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Silver Motion Podcast. My name is Will. Once again, here with me.
0: It's Stephen. Yeah.
2: Huzzah! (laughs) (laughs) And uh, today, we're here to talk about a very influential film. Yeah. Uh, 1964's uh, A Fistful of Dollars, directed by Sergio Leone. And uh, this is a a pretty important movie in the world cinema.
0: Pretty well known.
2: (laughs) Pretty well known, yeah. Yeah, it's... uh, the ripples of this movie are still being felt today. <laughs> so where should we start? Um in terms of westerns you're pretty new to the genre yeah,
0: I think. I've never really gotten into westerns much. Have I mean, you seen many at all? Nah. Just a few here and there, mostly weird things I've probably Never really watched all the way through, just saw yeah. little bits of, and never held my interest enough to all right. really get going. Okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, in terms of uh, h- holding your interest, how did Fistful of Dollars treat you?
0: Uh, this was pretty awesome. All right. <laughs> I think it got me right from the the opening credits where it's just that red and black. Yeah. I get yeah. started doing that. I'm like, oh, this is awesome.
2: Yeah, with the little, they have like that rotoscope animation yeah, thing yeah. going, yeah. Of the so, dudes like turning and getting shot and <laughs> like horses
0: and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, right from the start, I just said, okay, this is going to be good. All right. <laughs> All right. It gave me a good vibe right from there, so. Well, uh, that's good.
1: Yeah.
0: So, and
2: it stayed good so so uh what we've learned is that
0: uh westerns
2: is uh it could possibly be an okay uh yeah, genre for yeah. you
0: I, I i will say that i i don't tend to just throw everything in a genre into a good or bad pile like right it doesn't matter what genre like if you do it good it's going to be good well, yeah okay there's some and, there's some truth to that for sure um
2: I just mean in terms of like, like if you hated this, mm-hmm. you wouldn't necessarily be gung-ho to jump into <laughs> another Western, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. So, whereas like me, I was raised on w- Westerns and I mm. just always watched them ever since I was very small. And so like, they just are part of me. <laughs> like, it just feels very natural. I hmm. don't um,
0: really... Much of a part of my childhood or anything. Really? Um, Yeah. I think the only one I've really had any slight familiarity with was uh a movie that was my mom's favorite movie called paint your wagon oh good old paint your wagon yeah and i a musical I just, as, as a kid i was just like this is the most boring piece of crap like i just could never like even sit through it so i had a very similar experience with paint your
2: wagon yeah my my parents would watch it and i was just not into it i i didn't understand why it wasn't the traditional western you know i, I didn't <laughs> wasn't holding my interest. I think it's long, too, if I remember right.
0: Yeah, I just remember little bits of it. Yeah. Uh, my parents watching it and just going like, okay, I'm going to go find the Transformers now or <laughs> <That's> <laughs> play with some G.I. Joes. We're, <laughs> we're kind of done with this. You guys paint the wagon. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know it was a musical, honestly. I'd never, I don't think I either forgot it or it was never yeah. around enough to really recognize that it, was a musical? Yeah,
2: I never stuck around long enough.
0: Yeah, it,
2: maybe I'm remembering it wrong. I'm pretty sure it's a musical, but yeah, I mean, well, I haven't seen it since I my was a memory, kid. So yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't know.
0: <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that I lasted more than five minutes at a time with that. Yeah, <laughs> it was kind of an immediate turn turnoff. Uh, wow, that's pretty bad. Yeah,
2: yeah, like well, in terms of uh, the '80s, like if it, westerns had faded by that point. Pretty yeah, much. Yeah. So, like, if you were going to watch westerns, it would have to be old movies. And so, like, right. if your parents weren't exposing you to old movies and westerns... I mean, Paint Your Wagon is a 70s movie, but, like, the the bulk of the great westerns are, like... Earlier than that. Yeah, probably 50s and 60s or the heyday. Yeah, There's a lot of great 70s ones, but...
0: Yeah, I don't think I really had much uh, exposure to it as a kid yeah. or anything that old, really. It was pretty uncommon to get really old stuff like that. Yeah. Most of the stuff I remember from childhood was kind of from the 80s. From,
2: and, yeah, you know, I think so. that's that's probably <clears throat> a, a normal experience for most people. Yeah, I, I always felt like I was abnormal because I was watching a lot of old stuff always. Because hmm. um, I remember just being a kid and, like, kids at school would be talking about like family ties and i'd be like oh i watched this show andy griffith (laughs) (laughs) and like i remember um like specifically trying to like hold back on that like not talk about it because oh i don't want to be the weird kid (laughs) i'm already weird i don't want to like make it any worse
0: (laughs) yeah i think the only old stuff i watched was like old like Looney Tunes or Warner Brothers yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah, those were always on. Those were a staple of Yeah. cartoon TV shows for a long time. Yeah, they were still playing well those quite the 90s, a bit. Yeah. yeah. Not sure when that died off, but I think it kind of has been Yeah, replaced I don't th- by more modern re- stuff. Yeah,
2: I would be Yeah, I mean they they're probably played somewhere, but these days Not TV where... is so fractured that Yeah i mean it's, it's not the where kids knows? are gonna find it yeah. yeah there's probably some channel on satellite that's all looney tunes 24 hours or some goddamn thing <laughs> yeah but like you know when in the 80s it was like there's yeah. not that many channels and you know yeah. there's only
0: was... a few times when they played cartoons it wasn't like all right. day all the fucking time and you know it's it was going to be some time on when you were around, you know, when kids were right. off of school. Like, 3 yeah. o'clock, they'd start up and right. maybe after have school. the newer stuff. Yeah. And then after that, it'd, like, fade into the Looney Tunes or something. Right. Saturdays would just be, ah, oh, throw some Looney Yeah, Tunes good
2: old on. Saturdays. Did you watch old Disney stuff,
0: too?
1: Um,
0: not not really. I think the oldest Disney movie I watched was, like, 101 Dalmatians. That, oh, okay. that was 80s, wasn't it? might maybe uh
2: i don't think so might
0: have been 70s i guess
2: i'm pretty sure it's (laughs) not 80s (laughs) i'm not sure of the actual decade i want to say 70s but i kind of think 60s too Hmm. but i'm not positive i know it's not 80s though
0: okay that's probably the oldest one i saw Somehow uh, skipped out on yeah. all the others. You didn't watch like
2: Pinocchio and stuff no. when you were a kid? Oh,
0: oh wow. wow. jeez. Honestly, I'm not quite sure how I avoided so many yeah. things yeah, that are. Yeah, it's weird. There's a bunch of things that are just like iconic right. Americana kind of stuff that somehow slipped by me. Yeah. Well. I, I don't know. I was watching RoboCop and <laughs> Predator. <laughs> well, I was watching that <laughs> stuff too. But um,
2: yeah, I don't know. All these yeah.
0: weird R rated eighties movies in my childhood. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but not, not Pinocchio or Bambi or anything. Right, yeah. You didn't see any
2: of that. <laughs> huh. Well, um uh, to get back to the Westerns. Mm-hmm. Uh Fistful of Dollars is not the first spaghetti western, but it is the first mega success of the genre. Everybody Mm-mm. like the whole thing exploded after fistful of dollars came out uh it was the highest grossing italian movie up to that point when it came Mm. out in italy um there had been westerns before that like yeah in in europe Mm. but not uh not like a widespread genre thing like like spaghetti westerns became like the primary genre of Italy for the next like ten years. Wow, um,
0: must have been big in America for, I and mean, maybe back into like the '30s or something. I don't know. I the westerns? Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's, there's all like the way, way back. Wayne there's stuff. silent there's,
2: era yeah. westerns. There's, uh yeah, I mean, John Wayne. Was making low-budget movies in the 30s, and then his first, like, big starring role that uh, catapulted him to success was Stagecoach, and that's 39. Mm. And then he was a star all the way... His last movie is, like, in the early 70s, I want to say. Mm. So he was making westerns like that whole time.
0: Yeah. Did he ever do anything else? He sure did, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's. There's.
2: He made some... Uh, a cop movie called Branigan in like maybe maybe early 70s or late 60s something like that. He's uh there's he does a he was in a circus movie called Circus World I believe it's called. Yeah. Um I don't know, he was a firefighter in uh Hellfighters I think it's called. Oh. He also had a, a big series of uh war movies. He was big and did a lot of war movies as well. They, uh, they cranked him out back then. Yeah. <laughs> but it's also, you know, like a 40-year career, so. Right, right. Uh, yeah, but he was one of the major stars of Hollywood.
0: Yeah. He's... His older black-and-white stuff is some of the few Westerns I've seen snippets of. Over, oh, yeah. Like, more recently than childhood, but. Yeah,
2: Stagecoach is really fucking good. Like, okay. that. that's, I mean, I. I don't know if it's good enough uh, to, to pass the Stephen test, but <laughs> but uh, it is one of the like most well-loved Westerns of all time. And uh, it's pretty dope. So I don't know that you want to go down the John Wayne rabbit hole. But <laughs> if we were to go down that rabbit hole, I would that say would that be the start. Stagecoach would be like in terms of just the first, not the first, but just the handful of movies that I might go-to first or I don't know stagecoach the searchers fuck I don't know (laughs) those two are pretty dope um the searchers is like 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 fistful of dollars the searchers is this western that like the 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 ripples of that movie are just throughout film history from that Mm. point forward it's like a very influential movie that everybody was you know Really into, hmm. and uh, continues to be if they're old, old movie fans. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> uh, but uh, yeah, this the legacy of uh, Fistful of Dollars. This is the the debut starring role uh, in movies of uh, Clint Eastwood. Hmm. He was a TV star in the the US on a TV show called Rawhide. Ah. And that's, uh, he was still on it when he made this movie and, uh, he had been on it for, I don't know, a number of years. So he was kind of, I don't know. That wasn't like TV at that time. There was a lot of Western shows. <laughs> it was right. kind of like the, you know, one of the things like that's how yeah. they got Star Trek made. He's like, yeah, it's a Western in space. <laughs> like, even though he had bigger ideas than that. Right. And so uh, that's what got it on the air, you know? Um, but, uh, uh, Clint Eastwood got cast in this and, uh, instantly became a star. But, uh, in the U S it was, it didn't come out until a few years later. Mm -hmm. Um, 67, it came out and that would be after Sergio Leone and Clint Eastwood had already made the two sequels to this. Yeah, okay. And so in 1967, they released all three of those movies in the U.S. like just a few months apart, wow. like January, wow. May, December, some shit like that, like just boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. And so then in that span of that one year, like Clint Eastwood just became fucking massive. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I guess so. Like I he- was kind of curious about that, whether because I knew this and the other movies were very closely tied together and whether they, I was wondering if they'd been like actually just done right in a row or before it released or something, or if they had, or if they'd only made the sequels because the first one was popular. Well, they
2: definitely made the sequels because the first one was popular. That's Mm -hmm. a definite. Um, But like the, the next movie for a few dollars more is 65 just right the next year. And then mm-hmm. Good, Bad, and the Ugly, the third one is the next year, 66. So and then they all came out in the U.S. in 67. And, you know, <laughs> we still have Clint Eastwood starring and directing in movies. And, you know, he's like still yeah. still cooking. And he's like, I don't know, late 80s at this point.
0: Mm, wow. He's that old. Dang.
2: Yeah, he's old. I mean, I could be wrong. He could be mid 80s or early 80s (laughs) but i mean he's up there he was uh uh, like early 30s in in Mm. fistful of dollars so whatever that is yeah
0: that would have been like 50 years ago or more so
2: yeah 50 would be what
0: 2014
2: so yeah yeah so he's probably like 87 88 something
0: like that okay wow yeah he's he's old He's old. Yeah, I mean, you you hear of somebody working and starring in things in more yeah. modern films, and you think, oh, well, can't be that old. Right. <laughs> but he is, I guess. Right. Well, like, they announced they're going to make
2: uh, Indiana Jones 5, starring uh, Harrison Ford, and, like, they announced some release date, like, oh, we're going to have it out by this year, and it was, like, two or three years in the future. And it's just like, how the fuck old is Harrison Ford going to be? And then I looked it up, and it's like, he's going to be, like, almost 80. <laughs> Man. going to be 80 in a fucking Indiana Jones movie? I like, I thought it was a stretch the last time when he was, like, 70-something. <laughs> 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 but I don't know. I guess they're going to try. Right. Yeah. We'll see. But, uh, yeah, I don't know.
0: Keep the star power alive. <laughs> yeah, for, yeah, yeah
2: keep it especially the 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 female stars don't get that luxury to just keep rolling out the movies because they just keep refreshing the stars Helen
0: Mirren maybe and like there's yeah there's a
2: few like the roles for older women are are very few so that you only get like Helen Helen Mirren Meryl Streep Susan Sarandon you know Sally Fields here or there you know you, you get a few but i mean it, it just i don't know just the the crop of mm-hmm. <laughs> actresses is just constantly refreshing meanwhile they're yeah being paired up with you know i don't know 60 year old tom cruise <laughs> or whatever <laughs> the fuck you know oh good old hollywood yeah <laughs> jesus mm. sad business but uh I said spaghetti westerns. Proper term should really be Euro westerns. Mm. Spaghetti's uh, basically a derogatory. <laughs> like the Italians don't particularly like that term, because huh. um, it's kind of they feel like it's making fun of them. Um, but uh, you know, I don't know. And and because it's not just an Italian thing, it's mm. all of Europe. Like like Fistful of Dollars is a uh, co-production between Italy, West Germany, and Spain. Mm, okay. And it was all shot in Spain. Uh, most, most of these spaghetti westerns are shot in Spain. Hmm. Um, I don't know if that's just because it looks good or if because Fistful of Dollars was shot in Spain. <laughs> and <laughs> and so, so then, then like everybody to wanted it, yeah. to do it in Spain too. I don't know. They're not all shot in Spain, but a good majority of them. So, um, this also made uh, Sergio Leone a big star, a big star director. Yeah. He was previously just, uh, just, just another guy working in the industry mm-hmm. before this movie. Um,
0: shot him out of the gates with this.
2: Yeah. yeah. So this movie's also a uh, remake of Yojimbo, the
0: Kurosawa movie. Mm. Yeah. Or Did you? You've seen that, right? I've seen that like a long time ago, and honestly, I don't know that I see too much. So I'm, I don't know. I'm probably confusing this with Seven Samurai then. But
2: if you don't see a lot of similarities between this and your because yeah, I think it's time to watch I, 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 again. I need to
0: watch it again. Yeah, it's been a while.
2: Because <laughs> I haven't seen your Jimbo in I don't know a few years. But uh, I've seen it a number of times. It's one of my favorite Kurosawa movies. And uh, this movie is, p- <laughs> is pretty close. I mean, it's they're two separate things, and they, they have their own way about certain things. But, like, there's just... I mean, so much about this movie is just basically straight-up remake of Yojimbo to yeah. the point that... Um, like Toho sued the uh, the company. Yeah,
0: there was some weird, one of the weird little extras I watched and yeah, because it was like three minutes and uh-huh. it kind of went into a little bit on that where it was like uh, yeah, Kurosawa like sued him or something and I was like, hey, this is my movie and they like settled on yeah, like him owning the Japanese rights to it or something. Uh huh.
2: Yeah, I mean it's basically <laughs> it's his movie. I read something about uh, um, Sergio Leone was saying that that because uh, *Yojimbo* itself is not an original movie. *Yojimbo* is based on a Dashiell Hammett novel called *Red Harvest* hmm. that was written, I think, in the late twenties, and it's basically the same idea where there's an anti-hero in the middle of two factions in a small town or whatever and so kurosawa takes that makes it a samurai movie and then it is refiltered into italian westerns (laughs) by leone but leone also said that um i i don't know how much is is true and how much of it is him just trying to get out of the uh, the idea that he ripped off <laughs> kurosawa because he clearly did but he was saying that there's a there's an opera an italian opera from the 18th century or something that is basically the same structure of story and so he oh he was just basing a lot of his movie on that and he was he saw kurosawa's movie yes he drew inspiration from it but he was really bringing the story home to its roots in Italy. That was what he said, and it's like, oh, okay, that's a creative way of thinking about it. but
0: uh it's like, no, I didn't rip off that movie. I ripped off this opera. <laughs> yeah
2: well, I mean, there's visual things about this movie that are just like straight up like when he at the end when when Clint Eastwood comes back into town and there's all that fucking uh it's smoke in in fistful of dollars, and I think in. I don't know if it's smoke in yojimbo or if it's fog hmm. see little things like that i don't remember but i know
1: the There's same a, a fucking like thing yeah. happens yeah
0: yeah the only thing i really remember from yojimbo was him like throwing the knife in the like he's in the shed practicing or something yeah throwing yeah. the knife and pinning leaves to the wall yeah yeah I just remember that because when I watched, it, I was like, "Oh, how would they do that special effect back then?" And like, because yeah. it was such an older movie, and uh-huh. I was like, "Oh, was a, like, what's going on with the special effects here? How'd they pull that off?" And I'm
2: sure it was reverse shot, but yeah, that's what I was kind of thinking. Yeah. Like,
0: just a string on the end of the thing and yank it off, yeah. and then reverse it. And-
2: Either that or um, just edits. Because that's what they do in in Shaw Brothers movies where um, there'll be a shot of like darts or ninja stars or whatever the character's throwing. And it'll just be a shot of the blank beam and then a shot Mm -hmm. cut. Now the thing is there. Cut. It's there. There. And then if you play that fast enough, it just looks like bop, 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 bop. And all the stars just go into the, the beam. So it could be that. I don't know.
0: Without seeing it, I don't know. I yeah, think. yeah, and it's it's been a while. But that, that stuck in my head because that was the, the scene for some reason that my head latched onto and right. said, yeah, think about this. And <laughs> Yeah, well, it makes sense. It's, it's the, the
2: classic case of movie magic. How did they yeah. do it?
0: Yeah, and not that it looked super realistic. It was right. well, obviously an effect, but it was just kind of like, oh, what effect are they doing? What are, the, right. what are they pulling it off? with?
2: Well, that's the thing. When I think of movie magic, I don't necessarily think that it's always a realistic thing. It's just a the question of like, fuck, how did they do that? That looks like wow. It's amazing. Yeah. The the question that has died <laughs> these days and Yeah, and, how'd they do that? They yeah. threw
0: it in a computer and <laughs> Right. <laughs> like,
2: There's obviously like a more technical explanation of how they did it in this computer program with right. this thing and that. You know, they... It's got its own, how did they do it, but nobody's asking those questions. <laughs> right,
0: right. <laughs> Not unless they're actually taking a computer animation course. Yeah, yeah,
2: those would be the people asking the questions, but they don't yeah. count. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, the, I mean, like, that would be uh, directly connected to...
0: That's when he's practicing with the gun later on. Yeah,
2: with yeah. with the, the oil drum or whatever the fuck he's shooting, some fucking steel thing right at the towards the end there and the uh it's a little different in this where in Yojimbo there's one main kind of like the the guy Ramon in this movie yeah there's a guy like that but in Yojimbo he has a gun and nobody else has a gun mm. and Yojimbo has a sword and so it's the same kind of thing where like in in Fistful Dollars it's uh, oh, a man with the forty-five meets a man with a rifle, right? You know who's and gonna he, win? He's like always playing up that his right
0: rifle is awesome. Um, and
2: and the Winchester rifle is a very very uh, uh, well known repeater rifle to be uh, very accurate. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just watched. There's a movie called Winchester seventy-three, <laughs> and it's all about the Winchester. Uh, so
0: like a documentary? No, no, it's yeah. a
2: it's a early 50s uh, westerns starring Jimmy Stewart hmm. directed by Anthony Mann he made a, he made these westerns with a series of westerns with Jimmy Stewart where he put Jimmy Stewart into these like obsessive like fucking uh, conflicted roles and it was just totally against the type that he usually played at that time where he was like the nice guy and whatever hmm. and so it was uh kind of a big deal and those movies are fucking awesome (laughs) and uh, because of those movies then Hitchcock saw like oh Jimmy Stewart can do this kind of obsession I'll put him in my movie Vertigo which is all about obsession so any movie about obsession I'm kind of into I'm obsessed with (laughs) I'm
0: obsessed with the concept of obsession
2: I I, I kind of am because I'm kind of that kind of a person so it's a very intriguing to me um, but yeah, so I just watched this movie Winchester seventy three not too long ago, again, and so the <laughs> the the uh, the accuracy because they talk about that that gun a lot in that movie. So mm-hmm. anyway, so yeah, it's a well known gun, and it's it was like the first gun that something about like the first gun that you could repeat. Like, it just, you didn't have to reload it every time. Right. And so, it was just, you could fire. Cock and Cock the handle. And. Yeah. So, like, uh, against a pistol, pistols are less accurate and harder to aim with and whatever, you know, stuff like that. Less mm-hmm. range. Right. So, theoretically, the man with the rifle should have one. And maybe he did. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to watch the
0: movie. <laughs> Keep that a secret. <laughs>
2: But yeah, so then in Yojimbo, it's it's samurai versus gun. So yeah, I
0: kind of vaguely remember something like that, but yeah, I'm getting my Kurosawa movies confused because I kind of watched them all like right yeah in a similar time, and then haven't really watched them since. Oh so, wow, they've just kind of jumbled together. Oh mostly. well, we we
2: we gotta uh, we gotta remedy that.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's been I think it was probably high school and I was wow that's a long time ago. Yeah. I just I watched a bunch of them just kind of right in a row yeah. like, within like a couple of weeks probably. And oh, man. So I'm blurry on w- distinctions yeah. between what was going on and which ones. Yeah, well, uh, Yojimba's a good one. Yeah.
2: I The two movies are so similar that they kind of ruin each other for me. Like, I love them both, and I enjoy watching them both, like, completely. But (laughs) because I know both movies fairly well, like, nothing about either of them is really mysterious anymore. Like, I know what's happening and what's coming, and, Mm. like, that's fine, but it, uh, I don't know. It's just, like, uh... I wish I could go back. <laughs> I wish I could roll it <laughs> back <laughs> and just yeah. see them fresh again. Right. But you did see it fresh.
0: I did. So, and it was, it was good. It was. I I liked how clever yeah. the main character is. Yeah. Like he's just always setting things up, and just like he's he's got a plan for everything. Like something new comes up and he's just like oh we can do this <laughs> he's just
2: yeah like, he's very quick-witted in that
0: way yeah just very devious and, and it never like you he's oddly like not really like he's he's kind of like it's hard to judge him morally like what he's like if he's just in it for himself because he's not really just in it for himself he's helping people and right and I kind of noticed in there, he never actually takes money for killing people. No, yeah, he gives his money back and stuff, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, like he gets paid, and he'll take the money for things that... For, like, information or something. But he never actually, yeah like, takes money for, for killing somebody. And I kind of noticed that, especially because, like, at the beginning, they say, like, oh, well you can get a lot of money for killing people around here. Like that's the main yeah, method of employment true. in this town is to kill people. And he kills a bunch of people, He does, but he never like asks for money for it. He never does it because he's getting paid. Nobody, right. you know, it's never like, Oh, kill this guy and I'll give you this money. He never does that. Yeah. He doesn't. This and so true. that was a very interesting little thing about his character that I noticed. And yeah, I don't know if that holds true for the later movies, obviously, but
2: yeah, I, I'm not, honestly, I'm not as familiar with those.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: I've seen Fistful of Dollars way more Mm -hmm. than the other ones, um, but, uh, we'll have to watch out for that (laughs) (laughs) because I honestly don't remember. Yeah. I know that, that like this movie, very influential, like you see similar plots in spaghetti westerns going forward you see similar um, like characters and the uh, costuming and the music mm-hmm. is, is a huge component to this um, and so like spaghetti western music just basically starts to sound like this Ennio Morricone sound <laughs> like mm-hmm. he basically defined what that sound is and then they kind of uh copy it and like that the second one also was then influential in its own way and then you started to see a lot of things from that movie show up in other movies hmm. and so uh and similarly with the, with good bad and the ugly as well um right. that's probably the most popular of all of them hmm. um at least in the West, I don't know about right. in the Europe <laughs> <Is> that, <laughs> I guess that's the West too uh, I think of us as the West, but they're the West too,
0: yeah,
2: cradle of the West,
0: or west of the West,
2: west of the West, we're the old West mm-hmm. that's l- younger than that West, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. It's like
0: the only thing that's East is Asia. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. But in in regards to the music, most movies, they make the movie, they write the music, they put them together, the movie was released. Sergio Leone is a lover of music, and uh, in this case, a good portion of the music was written before the movie hmm. was made. And so he had it in mind and was filming with the idea of like, oh, it's going to be set to this song or this specific part of piece of score. And so, like, I can edit to that. And and so Mm -hmm. it was very atypical in that way. And the future movies that he did, um, like, the score was completely done beforehand. Just based on like I guess reading the script or whatever, hmm. and so
0: yeah, and I'm I'm kind of curious stylistically because yeah, westerns had been around for a while. They had, so there was kind of already like western music. Like
2: there was yeah, but American western music is totally different <laughs> than this. And yeah, so yeah, you you do because
0: like rawhide. I think I actually have heard the you've probably heard the, it. yeah
2: yeah that was a popular song they yeah. played it in in the blues brothers movies and that uh, repopularized it
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but it yeah you probably heard it yeah, rolling I'm... rolling rolling yeah
0: <laughs> yeah so it's there's kind of like that has like a western vibe to it of... there's songs like that
2: there's there's westerns that's that's where you get the, the, the the distinction and I'm not totally sure on the distinction but there's country music and there's western music (laughs) and then there's country and western and so I don't think there's a distinction any longer because it's all pop music (laughs) but what I think of as the difference is that country music is more from the like backwoods people in the country (laughs) Like with banjos and shit, and Western music is more like old West and songs about those times, and they have a th- a sound that I'm not gonna be able to articulate but <laughs> <laughs> right. um there's there's always uh, they're they're always kind of triumphant, <laughs> and the american western scores are always kind of triumphant it's 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 completely different yeah yeah. it's totally like two separate things and so after fistful of dollars you see almost not all westerns but like it influences like movies going forward american movies like shaw brothers movies owe a huge debt of gratitude to spaghetti westerns and specifically this movie fistful dollars because they used tons and tons of spaghetti western music in their movies which then gave them a f- very specific flavor mm-hmm. and uh, yeah so th- th- <laughs> Fistful dollars is one of like the pinnacles of world cinema and maybe not like it's the greatest movie ever but that's to be debated but definitely influential yeah, like just, far and wide around the world yeah. and it's been it's been uh, remade on its own i mean there's there's tons of yojimbo fistful of dollars style movies all right i just watched a, uh a fantasy version <laughs> ooh a fantasy version <laughs> yeah this fucking 80s Roger movie produced movie called the warrior and the sorceress (laughs) and it's basically david carradine is this like not a conan type of guy but kind of like a uh clint eastwood and fistful of dollars type of guy with a sword (laughs) and he comes into this fantasy town and there's two factions and so
0: damn it sounds like something i want to watch yeah yeah
2: it's it's not a great movie Mm -hmm. but it's uh you know it I think it has lizard people in it, it so it, you it's you know got hey, lizard people yeah, it, it can't be too bad you know
0: <laughs> it's from the 80s I mean, <laughs> right th- this has sounded like great <laughs>
2: <laughs> just uh it's on a I have it on a, a DVD where it has uh, three other Roger Corman fantasy movies uh-huh. and it's probably the worst one on on the mm-hmm. the whole set I like all four of the movies but it was a little disappointing, but uh, in that way. But um, divorced from those expectations, you might
1: enjoy it.
0: Yeah. Maybe I should watch it first, and then yeah, have perhaps. the other ones to perhaps increase enjoyment. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Ah, fistful of dollars. I don't
2: remember what. Oh, the music. Yeah, Western music. Yeah, totally different. And hmm. I don't know. I don't know what I was gonna say.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, a lot of people, in regards of of spaghetti westerns, they watch the Leone movies, and then they stop. They, they are the most popular spaghetti westerns, right. and a lot of people see them as the only ones that matter, but that would be wrong. <laughs> and there's, there's other good ones? Yeah, yeah, specifically Sergio Corbucci's movies. He made Django. And, oh, okay. And uh, The Great Silence, and all kinds of f- fucking amazing, amazing movies. Um, he's definitely worth watching, and there's... There's other people as well that are not springing to mind, but <laughs> <laughs> it, there's a lot more to the genre than just yeah. oh, full of dollars. Like, yeah.
0: Oh, there's a bunch of things like, um, right. um, huh?
2: <laughs> yeah. Like a list. <laughs> well, yeah, like Corbucci also made a movie uh, called Navajo Joe that's really good, that's mm. uh, starring Burt Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> as an Indian. <laughs> oh even better. <laughs> and it's, it's super fun, super fun little action western movie. Um, I don't know. There's tons, tons of great spaghetti westerns that maybe we will explore. Uh, but this movie... I don't know. Like, uh, what else to say about fistful
0: of dollars i don't know i mean
2: you are seeing it like brain damage you're seeing it at the at the pinnacle (laughs) of its uh home video state
0: yeah yeah it looks very nice on this yeah uh, it's of it It was
2: they did a 4k restoration of it looks I've never seen it look like this before. I mean, it looks fucking awesome. And even more specifically, it sounds like it sounds good. It never sounded good before. (laughs) And a lot of old movies have distortion in their recording because they're recorded in such a way that that just is, that's just the way they were recorded and that's fine. And I don't have a problem with that, but this movie, in particular, always like sounded grating and like really harsh mm-hmm. to me, and it was always i mean I watched it a bunch of times, so it clearly didn't stop me but right. i mean it was it was rough, and so watching it this time, I was like uh uh." I, uh I hope it's not. I hope they cleaned up some of that audio because man, it just did, it didn't sound balanced. Right, it sounded too trebly, and I have a thing about things being too trebly. So, I don't know, but hey, it sounded fucking awesome.
0: Yeah, it did. It's a very great quality. Yeah. Audio, yeah. video. It's all this. This edition was very nice. Yeah.
2: So yeah, you're seeing it in a good, good way to see it. Um, in terms of the sound. This movie, like all spaghetti westerns that I know of, and almost all Shaw Brothers movies, was shot without sound. Right, and so everything was created afterwards. Um, did that bother you?
0: Um, not really. There were like a couple of times where it was, yeah, it was obviously being dubbed, but uh-huh. uh, I mean watch animation all the time, so it's kinda like That's true. It's always dubbed in animation. Yeah. So that's true. That's true. No. No. Doesn't doesn't bug me any. I say that
2: because there is also a school of thought. <laughs> like there's the people that think Spaghetti Westerns it's only this little section of Sergio Leone movies. There's also a section of people that do not like Spaghetti Westerns specifically because they're dubbed. <laughs> <laughs> and uh because there's no there was no, no sh- live n- audio yeah. no live audio no sound sync sound at all so it's uh every language is dubbed there's no official language for the movie um because the cast was always uh multinational so hmm. you got clint eastwood and then you have like spanish stars and italian people and and uh, they're all speaking their own language. <laughs> uh, Clint d- dubs himself, so
0: I, it, I imagine that would be the case, and probably yeah. everybody else is. Yeah, I don't know Who if knows. everyone else
2: does for sure. I don't know, but I know Clint does. Um, and so that's that. Uh, that if he didn't, it would be hard. I think. Yeah. I think it would be a lot harder to watch. Like. Um, all Hong Kong movies were, were shot like this up into, like, the 80s. And a lot of the early Jackie Chan movies, he didn't dub himself. Oh. Even, like, on the the Chinese audio. Like, he just didn't dub himself for some reason. He didn't start until some point in the future that I don't remember what movie it was. But i never really noticed it when i was first watching those movies but watching them in the last few years it's it's just like oh my god it's so not jackie like because i know his voice so well right and now when i watch them it's kind of hard for me to watch them because it's just like oh man it just sounds wrong <laughs> uh i mean i still watch them but so yeah so i'm i'm glad
0: you yeah
2: I imagine have a problem with
0: that. Clint Eastwood did not dub himself in the other languages. I would imagine not. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe he
2: speaks Italian really well. I don't know. Maybe he does. I doubt it. But, um, yeah, honestly, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I would doubt that he does, though. <sighs> The other thing about this movie that's unique is the close ups
0: yeah people talk a lot about that with the so Sergio Leone stuff
2: yeah and it's it's more reserved here yeah I didn't And in, a in whole the later movies like he only shows like there's only those shots towards the end where he's zeroing in on their eyes where it's like just a shot of their eyes that just comes at the end for, for like impact in those moments of tension, which is great. And it works perfectly. Right. Um, but like just even the regular close-ups where it's just a full head, like even those are kind of not seen a lot in that era of movies. Like, close-ups... The amount of close-ups in movies now is totally a modern thing. Mm -hmm. And... Like, probably starting in the... I don't know about it. It's starting here, but... Like, as time goes on, from the beginning of, of movies... Close-ups became more and more used, yeah. As like technique became more of a thing, yeah. but
0: uh, I actually heard that a lot of that was from comic books influencing. Oh, really? And that that's that's what I've heard from somewhere before was that comic books were a part of that. Of, huh. That it was adapting comic book visual techniques. In oh, the weird. Film. Huh. And a lot of up close facial shots in comic books, which. Yeah. Kind of makes sense. You're trying to maximize the amount of stuff you do on a page and This is true. Just a small little panel yeah. on somebody's face. That would, makes yeah, yeah, no, it makes more sense
2: because yeah, you can't like a movie, especially back in the day before T V, everything was shown on a big screen, so you didn't have to necessarily cut and you could see reactions and stuff to without a close up.
0: Right. But comic book Comics, page. you kind of, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, you kind yeah, of, you, yeah. you want to show somebody's face. Right. You, you got to go in, yeah. Yeah, and you don't necessarily want to just have a entire page spread of just the reaction R- shot. Right, you wanna, right. You want to keep yeah. the action going on. Right. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. So, yeah. And I haven't studied into yeah. that too much, but that was... Some random thing I had seen somewhere was talking about how comic books had influenced movies huh. in that way.
2: Yeah, that seems plausible. Yeah, I know, so. like, like there's, there's definitely movies that use. There's a movie from the 20s called Passion of Joan of Arc that's amazing, mm-hmm. and that movie is known for being like basically all close-ups, and. Well, maybe not all, but like ninety-five percent close-ups or whatever. It's 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 very unique for its time, hmm. and lots of close-ups, lots of just heads and reacting, reacting, and I don't know. Really good movie though. Um, but in in usual movies from the past, forties or whatever, like you would get maybe one or two close-ups in a movie. Um like big reaction shots and that's pretty much it like it would ha- it would have to be like for a reason there you know that right they were not the norm and then i want to say it's it was still kind of like that i mean i don't know probably not the best time to try to figure it out but <laughs> i would yeah i don't know i don't know that that leone created something but he definitely was utilizing them because there's a lot of shots of people's heads in this and they're not necessarily reacting to anything they're just kind of like looking (laughs) and then they cut to another guy looking and it's all part of the the scene and the setting the stage but
0: right and kind of Showing the mood of right. what's going on,
2: showing their fucking sweaty faces, building
1: <laughs> up the tension a bit, dusty
2: pores and shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you really see the pores on this new 4K. Holy shit! I love that the the uh, the older brother of the Rojo clan with the, he has like uh, yeah, fucking scars on his face. On up, his face. Yeah. Oh man, I loved all his close-ups. <laughs> Get that grizzled look. Um, But yeah, but his use of close-ups just spirals (laughs) as the years go on and he gets really into it and they become very much like a a huge part of his movies where they're a relatively minor part of this movie. Um, But uh,
0: I don't know. Yeah, but speaking of the brothers, I kind of liked that they had like that like you meet the first guy and it's like he's he's the brains of the operation yeah then you meet the other brother and he's like clearly kind of dumb but yeah like he's this the big macho guy yeah and and then you get ramon and he's like both combined he's like smart and yeah he's awesome it's just like oh got the best qualities of both of the other two and right Have you seen Twins? <laughs> <laughs> no. Is that, the one seen where, twins? Is, is that the one with Arnold? And, yeah, Arnold and, and Devito. Yeah, there you
2: go. Uh, well, because you just said like, the, the he's got the best qualities, and that's kind of the the thing of twins is that they're twins, but Arnold got all of the good qualities, and like <laughs> Danny DeVito got all of like the leftover shit, <laughs> and that's why they're twins, but they're totally different. <laughs> uh so it just uh, that's stuck in my head there. <laughs> that's a funny movie if you never saw it.
0: <laughs> Good old 80s. Oh. Uh, well, that was 80s. I uh, thought that was yeah. kind of more in his 90s. I, I believe it's 88. Hmm.
2: I could be wrong. I mean it could be 1990 or something like that, but
0: hmm.
1: I think but it's I've, 80s. I've, I've,
0: I never saw it, so what do I know, you know? <laughs> yeah, I want to say it's 80s. It's one of those Arnold movies that wasn't an action movie, so I just yeah. kind of ignored it. And oh man, you got to go back and it's see. It's like, ah, that. he's not blowing
2: stuff up. Oh, what do I care? <laughs> oh, but they're funny. He has funny lines, and he's, uh, he's funny. His he fucking comedy, I love it. I love his comedies, like even even a shitty movie like Jingle All the Way, the 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 Christmas movie. Oh right, right. <laughs> it's not a good movie. <laughs> But there's some classic fucking Arnold lines in that. <laughs> he fucking gets on the phone and he's like, put the cookie down. <laughs> How could you go wrong? Arnold's telling him to put the cookie down. I don't know. It fucking makes me laugh. I, I'm at the point where, like I said, any, any movie would Can be you? better with Arnold.
0: Any Arnold improves it, and no so yeah, what, like it is. Yeah. I don't
2: know, I'm pretty much down with every Arnold at this point. Yeah,
0: so would uh, would Fistful of Dollars be better with Arnold in it?
2: I mean, I yes,
0: <laughs> <laughs> but
2: it definitely doesn't need Arnold. But I could see, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to see him replacing Clint Eastwood, but I could see him, you know, just uh, in in a side role. I don't know, getting shot and saying a couple lines. Yeah. Make it a little better.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> it would be a small improvement. I mean, Arnold usually is a big percentage improvement, but for this movie it's already up there, so like
0: there there's not much room to grow. Yeah,
2: there's just you know, percentages of a percent to go up. There's, there's not much room there. Mm-hmm. So he he'd inch it a little bit higher, but <laughs> Fucking Arnold. <laughs> Not sure what he'd do here, but <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, but I'm I, I'm willing to find out. <laughs> uh. hmm. Well, I don't know. Anything else about this uh, uh
0: Yeah it's just, just four dollars. Yeah, it's just nice and fun and you, you never really know what's going on well I guess you do because you've seen it so many times but
2: yeah but but as a new viewer yeah you, it's, it's, I would say that you matter more at this point in terms of saying whether you know or no, don't know what's gonna happen next you know
0: yeah I mean there's like you you know he's always got some kind of plan and so you're on like yeah well, what's his plan and I I like that in a main character where it's the guy who can outwit his opponent that, yeah and come up with something clever to do and get out of a tight spot.
2: Yeah, and that's basically this whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> One tight spot to the next.
0: Yeah, and he doesn't really get like emotionally invested per se. No, he doesn't. I and mean, he's just kind of like, "Oh, well this is the shit I'm in. Let's figure this out." And he he always hits it very logically. Yeah. Uh, and
2: that's it's if it was an American movie, you might see a bit of a romance in there as well.
0: Yeah, because like, you could, you think he's kind of going to go for this girl that's... Because they, they introduced the one girl, whatever, like Marianne or whatever her name was. Yeah, Medisol. Medisol, okay. <laughs> and like, You think, oh, that's, he's going to rescue the damsel in distress and they're going to ride off into the sunset together or yeah. something like that. And it just kind of doesn't really go that way.
2: Yeah, like that's the thing. At the beginning, when you see the kid and he he rides up to the the outskirts and and the kid is crying, I don't think you know anything about the woman at that point. You just meet her later, and then right. they later connect that. So yeah, yeah,
0: I didn't even realize that was the same character until later okay. on.
2: Okay, yeah, yeah, this little kid, yeah. that little kid, that little kid has. Kids in general when they're dubbed <laughs> it's always a little sketchy. And yeah, I think he was where I was noticing it the most. Yeah.
0: Like, oh wow, that's that's some dubbing right there. Right. Like
2: like they clearly didn't get a kid to dub that. <laughs> it's probably, you know, just it's like the same it's probably Clint Eastwood or something. <laughs> <Clint> Eastwood. <laughs>
1: no, mommy, mommy. <laughs>
2: But that's what I was going to say when I was saying that some uh, some people don't like the Spaghetti Westerns being dubbed and all that. When they were released in America, the, the credits were changed so that directed by Sergio Leone didn't say that. It said directed by Bob Robertson. <laughs> and so, like, all of the uh. the Italian people or Germans or anybody that was had a had a non American sounding name, when those movies would be released in America, they would almost always like do redo the credits with all these American sounding names. And then like there's a there's a director, Anthony Margariti, and I know like his his pseudonym was Anthony Dawson. <laughs> they all have one, so um that's kinda it's just yeah, it's Karen one of those things. It reminds me
0: a little bit of the the Shaw Brothers stuff, where that like yeah. all the Hong Kong actors get like a kind of an American sounding name.
2: Yes, yeah, yeah, and some of the the people like Clint Eastwood, um, he was an American, so he had that name already. I don't know that that's his real name. I would highly doubt it, but <laughs> if it is, he was born to be in fucking westerns. <laughs> but. Uh, not in Easter? <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. Clint Westwood doesn't really sound the same.
0: Yeah, no, it's a little, uh, it doesn't a little just weird. It doesn't roll r- off the tongue. It sounds now. wrong,
2: yeah. It's the Westwood, the, uh, the alliteration there just it sends it off. It doesn't sound right. Yeah. But I would say that it's still true today that americans generally don't like things that aren't american just at a at a base level like the if they saw an italian name would they go watch the movie i don't know Mm -hmm. i know that foreign movies to this day will edit their trailers around dialogue so that the The people won't see right. sub, sub- subtitles before they go and buy the ticket to the movie. So, I feel like it's a just a, an American thing where we have to be kind of catered to, and because we are a big film market, they yeah are catering to us.
1: We've
0: got enough movies going around that get such huge advertising budgets, and yeah, it's like nobody's gonna go out and see something that has weird dialogue that they're not comfortable with and yeah and they can just watch another big ass <laughs> <Right>. 200 million dollar <laughs> <laughs> yeah cg yeah. fest of epic proportions yeah mm-hmm.
2: and they're trying they're like nowadays they're trying to co-produce things like china's the big new film market of billions of people that so they're trying to like, American movies will put Chinese stars in. Like, the Star Wars movie had Donnie mm, Yen right. and Jing Wen. And uh, the Stallone made a sequel to Escape Plan. Oh. And uh, I think it's about to come out, or it just came out. And there's a, a mainland Chinese star in that movie uh, that I'm not familiar with because he's young. But anyway, apparently he's a big star in mainland China. So they're trying to get that movie in there and... You know, just anything to get uh, get a lot of eyes and a lot of dollars, yeah. <laughs> or in the Chinese case, the yuan's. <laughs> um, no. So um, it's yeah, it's
0: kind uh, of just because Escape Plan was fun. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, no, I want to see it. It's uh, Escape Plan was fun. This movie does not have Arnold though. Yeah. Uh, so
0: it's it's fun, maybe lower.
2: It's definitely going to be lower, but it does have Dave Batista, who I enjoy, who plays uh, Drax in the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Oh, okay. And he's in a bunch of other movies that are good. Um, I like him in, in general. Um, Arnold, he's one of those guys like The Rock or... I don't know. <laughs> Another sports star that made movies, <laughs> uh, who, like, I, I see as as, uh, the descendants of Arnold in the movies, you know, like, right. Arnold was basically not the first, because there's uh, his hero, Steve Reeves, was an Olympic star who became uh, an actor and he played Hercules and he played in some spaghetti westerns. Hmm. Um, and Arnold saw him as a kid and was like oh fuck like I can be I'm gonna be in movies and then like I can be a bodybuilder I can be in movies too I can do anything I'm fucking amazing you know <laughs> and then he, he did it all yeah <laughs> he's an amazing person um, but yeah so it, those Dave Batista and The Rock and all them uh, whether or not I like their movies uh, I hold a, a soft spot in my heart for them because they, yeah. they are following, following in the, yeah. the Arnold lineage, keeping it alive. Yeah, The Rock. His first movie even has a, an Arnold cameo, where oh. where Arnold, uh, not literally passes the torch, but basically uh, passes the torch at the beginning of of that whatever that movie is, The Rundown. I think it's called the the mm. first Rock movie. Uh, in the first scene it's he's going into a bar and on the way in he passes Arnold coming out and Arnold mm. says have fun <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes in and like has to break up this fight and it's like a big big thing and you could see like oh Ar- yeah I could see Arnold being in this movie if it was made in the 80s <laughs> so I kind of, I kind of don't like that movie but I kind of like it I don't know it's it's too late 90s for me, but mm-hmm. it's fun. It uh, it has some things going for it. Uh, a member of the Jackie Chan stunt team choreographed the action of that movie. Oh. <laughs> so it's, it has a few things going for yeah. it. Um, but I don't know, Fistful of Dollars.
0: Yeah, it's kind of one of those movies where we're trying to figure out something interesting yeah. to say. Cause it's it, yeah. Like it's good. Every like yeah, it, it I mean, keeps yeah. on rolling. There's always something going on.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's it's a it's a it's a great movie. It's well regarded for a reason. Yeah, and I'm happy that you liked it. Yeah. I was a little nervous because <laughs> there like stuff at the end where it's specifically tension based. I always worry. Yeah, I, t- I tend not
0: to react well to tension yeah, building sometimes. Yeah. So,
2: so I always wonder, like, oh, is he going to be tense in this moment, or or mm-hmm. or not? I feel like the filmmaking is of a of a level that it's not drawing it out to the point of ridiculousness. But uh,
0: yeah, it wasn't uh, overdone. Yeah, it was it was at the right level, I think, for making the scene feel big and important, but not. To not the point where I'm like, okay, get the fuck on with the people. Right,
2: right. <laughs> yeah, it's not a long movie. It's a relatively quick movie.
0: Yeah. And there, there were a couple of things that I kind of predicted. Yeah. Like him hiding out in the coffin. Yeah. Like, the moment he walked into town, they just had the guy building the coffins. He's like, oh, he can, like, take your measurements just with a glance. I'm like, oh, he's going to hide in a coffin, isn't he? It's just that moment. I'm just like, oh, he's going to make him a coffin. He's going to hide out in this coffin. Yeah,
2: (laughs) and he does. He does.
0: I expected there to be a little more to it than there was. Yeah. it, It did technically happen, so...
2: It did, yeah. There's not yeah. not too much to that, but
0: yeah, and and the other thing I think was just because I've seen Back to the Future and where he's got the uh, the oh, yeah, plate. yeah, I mean, they do kind of like, so that was not me predicting it. That was just kind of yes. spoiled, but, but yeah, fine. they
2: do they do reference Fistful of Dollars in that. Yes, I forgot about that. Mm-hmm.
0: The, uh, so I, I guess there's a Western that I've seen. <laughs> back to the Future 3? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which I wouldn't really call a Western, but it's they, they not, do go back it to is. the old west.
2: Yeah, and, it's not, but it is. Sci-fi it, Western. Yeah, it's kinda, it Western plays with elements. Western elements. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's the kind of like, there's a lot of traditional Hollywood Western music in that where it's like, (laughs) you know, like, Oh, we're on the fucking trail. (laughs) We're rolling around. I don't know. It's fucking like, it's all happy and shit. Whereas like the fistful dollars music is, is very, I don't know. It's like, it lends this sort of epic quality to these circumstances. And there's kind of like a melancholy to it. And the, like the, the, the single horns and I don't know it's uh it's fucking dope I love the music so I know you're not big on music but uh,
0: no, no it, it stood out in this movie though it was it's very clearly like built around it yeah and, and uses the music to good effect
2: yeah it's good music Ennio Morticone one of the, the ah, one of those guys yeah creating a uh, wonderful music yeah I'm sure you've heard the the theme song for Good Bad and the Ugly before but oh, you just I'm sure. m- Yeah, maybe I've don't. probably seen parts of it of, Oh, of okay. the movie,
0: not the I don't I've never watched the entire movie just as Yeah, of, that's, I'm sure I've seen bits and pieces of it over the years.
2: Uh, yeah, probably. It's it's one of those well well-known movies. That's uh Fistful of Dollars is like Sergio Leone is not a well-known director, he's just a guy working for the studio. He makes this movie. He's a star. Each movie after that, he gets, as they get more successful, he gets uh, more clout. And probably because spaghetti westerns as a genre, like, just exploded because of him, basically. Mm-hmm. Um they pretty much let him do whatever. So like by the time he gets to good, bad and the ugly, that movie's like three hours and it's, it's, it's like a big, and it, I mean, it's a good three hours though. I mean, it's, it's this big sprawling epic. And then like after that, he made once upon a time in the West, uh, which is also another three hours, (laughs) which is another good one though. I love it. It's probably my, one of my favorite movies ever. Um. So yeah, he's he's got a lot of. Uh,
0: so I imagine there's some relation with um, Once Upon a Time in China. Is that?
2: A, I don't know that there's any relation specifically other than reference titles. Other, yeah. yeah, I don't. Once Upon a Time in China is kind of its own thing. I yeah, I don't know. Hmm. It's um. Yeah, I don't think they would be... I don't I don't know, just... Yeah, I mean, Once Upon a Time in... There's probably a lot of movies called that. I don't know that Once Upon a Time in the West is the first one to use that as a title. Hmm. But it might be. I don't
0: think so, though. Yeah, I'm just not thinking of anything else with that as a title. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah, I can think of a few, but Sergio Leone made once upon a time in america (laughs) after uh that was later that was like in i think that's his last movie um Mm. robert de niro and he made that in america i believe Mm. would make sense (laughs) i actually haven't seen that all the way through um so i can't talk too too much about that one but all
1: right
2: um yeah he so he gets a little more i don't want to say self-indulgent but like like the common thing where somebody gets popular and then they sort of indulge their artistic abilities and don't necessarily edit themselves you know Mm -hmm. right but uh, in the case of sergio leone for the most part i would say that it's warranted
0: yeah yeah there was a part that kind of reminded me of um dark tower
2: yeah this movie and specifically good bad and the ugly yeah i know are like the
0: yeah and and dark tower was inspired by so many different things right but like the twine into it the
2: main idea is good bad and the ugly with lord of the rings put together right so
0: and i kind of there's Really remember, like when the the part, what is it in the second book or something, where like Roland just gets like his fingers bitten off, Yes, by the yes, that's right like... at the beginning, and yeah, I mean that was I remember in the books, I just kind sort of surprised me that yeah, that part like, so early awesome. in the story, and yeah. we're just we're all fucking he's permanently yeah. wrecked and <laughs>
2: the fucking lobstrosities.
0: <laughs> I love those fucking things,
2: oh man,
0: but and then this one when he uh. When he gets kidnapped or captured or whatever, and the guy just like crunches his yes, hand, I yeah. was just like, "Oh, this is gonna be like Rolando, oh, fucking <laughs> like he's never gonna <laughs> use the hand again, is he?" Yeah, and and then you see him like training with his other hand. Yeah, which is when I kind of realized, oh, he's left-handed. He's kind of. Oh, that was his left hand that got stepped on. Oh, yeah. And I kind of realized, oh, yeah, he's been drawing with his left hand this whole time. Oh, I never really noticed that. And then, like, after that last shootout, he's, like, and he's practicing, he's got his right hand. I'm like, oh, huh. Don't, like, it's just something you don't notice or think about too often. You just assume right-handedness of all these people. And it's like, oh, this guy was left-handed. And now he's forced to be right-handed. right handed (laughs) Yeah, I don't remember if there's a correlation to that in Yojimbo. Yeah, I don't know.
2: I know that he goes through a similar thing where he he has to go off and train, but I don't remember if he gets tortured before that or not. I don't remember. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't notice that he was left-handed before. It just makes sense, though. Yeah. Hmm. I don't remember what I was gonna say.
0: <laughs> well, I don't know. Yeah, and just it's fun stuff.
2: Yeah, lots of with the close ups, lots of really just good faces to
0: have close ups on. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot of just expressive yeah uh, acting in the
2: just yeah, just good unique faces. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Even uh, like Clint Eastwood has a has a unique face with those fucking beady eyes. Always always kind of squinting and yeah. All of the all of the other characters. I don't know. I just I don't think there's anything wrong with this movie. I think it's pretty perfect as it is.
0: Yeah, I don't know what you would uh do to make it better. Well, Arnold. Is yeah. one? And I mean, a, yeah. a little bit better.
2: I mean, at that point, I, he would be a little kid, so maybe Arnold as the little kid.
0: Yeah, there you go. I'd be down with that little kid yeah. Arnold.
1: Mommy, <laughs> come here <laughs> <in> now. <laughs>
0: you see, then they'd have to go and make a a, a more modern dub of it with him. Oh yeah, yeah. To yeah. get that that voice done right. But yeah. A, there you go. He could he could dub the little kid. <laughs>
2: Uh, yeah, I don't know. Be- I mean, beyond, I mean, back uh, to to be realistic, I don't know that there's anything he- they could have done better. I think yeah. it's pretty solid.
0: Yeah, it's, I, uh, I mean, unless they just want to have some more bursting squibs in people or something. but
2: Yeah, there's not a lot of blood in this at all. No. This this was before there. that was really a thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know about it in Italian movies, because Italian movies, like, non-American movies are always more bloody than American movies traditionally in this time before, like, there were movies with a lot of gore. But, like, like in Shaw Brothers movies, when they started in 65 was the first color wuxia in the first minute of that, some guy's fucking arm gets chopped off. Like, and you, you just see it like graphically get chopped off and then you, you see the fucking bloody arm on the ground. I mean, it's like, you don't see that in sixties American movies. Right. And so there's stuff like that. And then at the same time, like late fifties, the hammer movies start in the UK and those are way gorier than anything being done in the U S which they were an influence on Shaw brothers and Mm. probably other European movies of that time. And, uh, in America, the, the squibs and the blood and stuff, um, it was always a thing where you couldn't have a gun and the guy getting shot in the same shot. You Mm. could have a guy firing a gun. You could have a guy falling, but not in the same shot, blood or not. And so I don't know if that was still going on in America at this time, but you definitely have guns and people falling in the same shot here.
0: Right.
2: Um, Where in America where that breaks down is the Wild Bunch, which is 68 or 69. Mm. And in that movie, it's like a – I mean, the end of that movie is like a fucking John Woo movie where it's just squibs exploding, slow motion, fucking Gatling gun, and people, like, just – Fucking mowing each other down, and it's it was hugely influential. And then, so after that, then you start to see the ramp up of violence in the U.S. Mm. Um, so, yeah, definitely, yeah, could have used a little bit more blood, but uh, you know, yeah,
0: I and mean, it's it's not, fine as it yeah, is. It doesn't really hurt the movie, but it's right? Kind of
2: that does single it out a little bit as an old movie, I would say, though. Yeah, because you yeah. don't really get much of anything when people are getting shot
0: right it's just clear the the actor goes oh and falls over and right like, oh right. well
2: okay
1: <laughs>
2: yeah well um i'm glad that uh, you enjoyed this western i hope uh the next western whatever it is whether it's sergio Leone or not i hope it uh is also good, and we yeah. continue on. I,
0: I enjoy the westerns, so
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I
0: I know you've you've liked that genre, and it's just been one that I've just never really done much with. Yeah.
2: And... Oh, I was going to ask you, uh, "Gun Frontier." We watched "Gun Frontier." Yeah. I was wondering if, because there's a lot of things in that series that uh, made me think of this movie, mm-hmm. um, and so I was just wondering if you remember,
0: like, if you were watching this movie and you were like, "Oh."
2: that's that thing from gun dude. <laughs> <laughs> not
0: not anything specific like okay. that i think like it just in. Uh, it's too much of a fresh thing yeah. to to just the genre in general is is just kind of like a oh i'm still like getting used to yeah i guess what the genre encompasses and whole I guess. Yeah. Like we should day.
2: probably watch an American one <laughs> just so you could see the contrast between right. that and this.
0: Yeah. I mean I could draw certainly draw parallels for to Gun Frontier if I wanted to. Right, right. It wasn't really I wasn't thinking of it okay. in terms of I wasn't trying to compare them or yeah. think about it. I was just like,
2: it's a movie. We'll watch it. And Yeah. Right so. on. I thought you might. I don't know. I thought, well, you know, if he gets bored Maybe he's going to, you know, <laughs>
0: go down that rabbit hole. I don't know. Yeah. I did notice a that uh, there's that uh, Clint tends to, like, abandon his horses a bunch.
2: He? I, I, mean, I, I don't the, know the if f- they,
0: he abandons them or just the movie doesn't pay any goddamn attention to the horses at all because they're just horses. But Well, yeah, the first one... Because the because he he rides in and they shoot at it and he hops off of it and it runs off into the background and right. as and then, far yeah. as I know it's it's, he, it's just gone right and I mean he does the whole talking about it with the guys before he yeah. kills them like you, you're laughing at my horse <laughs> right, <laughs> like he doesn't apologize. like that like, <laughs> right but they but never y- he doesn't you know ride the, that horse he yeah, never comes up in conversation again right. And you're like, oh, where did he get this new horse? And then he just like kind of leaves it. And then you're like, oh, where did he get this horse? And you right. just, like, you know, it never like feels like he's keeping track of his horse. Right. Which I don't know. Maybe that's just my idea of a Western is that you've like the horse is a part of the. Right. The thing and you, you're going to take care of your horse. Cause
2: yeah. I mean, that could be a part of the 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 Italian thing where like in America, you know, these like like the early days of of westerns it was not that far removed from the old west so like you know like the people who were in them fucking probably had horses and shit. And right. so I feel like that kind of those like things maybe don't occur to the Italians who have no clue of the old west and you know i don't know L- yeah. because of like um he's concerned with other things yeah because you do see a lot in old american westerns where they're tying up the horse <laughs> <laughs> in front of the fucking the uh the bar or the whatever right, right? Or, yeah, or like, like boarding whole... it at the livery stable or whatever so you do there is a lot of that in those movies and there's probably some in italian movies yeah. too but and,
0: and i think actually a lot of this has come in um to my head from fantasy fiction where you have like medieval knights okay, and so yeah. like the horse is usually a, an important thing that's to true, that that's too true, yeah and so in a lot of fantasy books they read it's like the horse will have a name the character yeah, takes yeah. care of it and there's some kind of a relationship of right like it's kind of a the personality of the horse comes into play <laughs> <laughs> and so seeing all these horses around and this i keep thinking well they're, they're gonna have a presence and, and they just yeah. kind of don't in this movie they're just kind of they don't they, they just kind of exist
2: yeah there's i can think of like uh there's a john wayne movie called true grit where he has uh, a relationship with his horse um he he has a bond with his horse, and there's a name, and you know it's like yeah. a, kind of a, a thing running through the movie, and there's a uh, you know other things like that throughout right, right. movies, but yeah, big, um, I don't know about it in this movie.
0: Um, shoot, not Zorro. Um, what was it? Um,
2: Roy Rogers and Trigger.
0: <laughs> what was, was, uh, was the guy that was like, "Hi ho, Silver"? Oh and, yeah, uh, the blanking uh, on the freaking thing, Lone Ranger. Lone Ranger, there we are. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah. The horse silver. Yeah. yeah.
0: Just it just in my mind my image of westerns has been that the horse is is an important part yeah. of it and it's just kind of like yeah there's horses. Yeah,
2: they don't really yeah, they're they're, they're more about the uh, the people and stuff in this movie. They don't really care about the horses at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you've exposed a major flaw
0: <laughs> of arms. maybe or arnold can be the horse just put him in a horse costume uh, arnold and... can be the horse in the horse <laughs> <costume>. oh, Jesus <laughs> that just
2: makes me think of uh, hercules in new york arnold's first starring role where he fights a bear and it's a man in a bear costume but it's not supposed to be a man in a bear costume it's supposed to be a real bear but it clearly looks like a man in a bear costume <laughs> and it's fucking gold <laughs>
0: Uh, Yeah, that's a movie I would not mind seeing at all.
2: Yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one. When it was first released, they dubbed Arnold's Voice because they thought it was too weird. But uh, it has been released on DVD with Arnold's Voice. That is the only way to watch it as far as I'm concerned.
0: Yeah, I mean, it might be interesting to see the dub just to see what they did with it. I watched From a curiosity. Yeah, I watched
2: a few but. minutes of it and I couldn't take it because mm-hmm. it's like it's just wrong. It's like <laughs> right. of all the voices to get rid of, <laughs>
0: like the the most distinctive. We're not voice. getting.
2: I mean, Arnold's voice is like that's that's what you, you came, right, that's right. what you paid your money for. <laughs> you know, or at least I did. <laughs> I was always a big fan of his voice. I mean, I've always liked accents in general, but. Stallone's voice—I always enjoyed that. And
0: yeah, he's—he's he's got a really distinctive voice. Yeah. Van
2: Damme's uh, got a great accent that I always loved. What can I say? I, just, I like the accents. Yeah. Well, got anything else about Fistful of Dollars?
0: Uh, yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't, I don't think just, so either. Just a good, fun, clever movie. Yeah,
2: and apparently, if you don't like Westerns, give it a shot. Yeah. It's not bad. It's not bad, says Steven. <laughs> Put that on the fucking DVD box. It's not bad. <laughs>
0: Exclamation point. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Seal of approval, it's not bad. All right, well... Uh, Until next time, adios, and hi-ho
1: Arnold.